0: I said, I don't know. I don't not know. I feel like I'm a judge my like
1: This is the day the Lord's made. You should rejoice and be glad in it. Happy, happy Father's Day. Bless you in the name of the Lord. Yes. Don't forget to give thanks to our Heavenly Father. Amen. It is good to see each and every one of you. Big in our things this morning. Of course, I imagine folks are out traveling and going to see family. So please keep them in our prayers and keep them in your thoughts so that God will bring them safely back to church next week. And so if you're joining us online this morning, there's a couple things I want to say. Number one, welcome to Lawrence Avenue Baptist Church. Consider being a part right here in the sanctuary with us. And experience what God is doing here at Robinson Avenue. If you're joining us for the first time in the sanctuary this morning, we want to welcome you. Ask you to fill out a little visitor card you'll find it in front of you. Place an awful place to come around so we can have a record of your visit. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, and let me share with you a little bit about what's happening in the Robertson Avenue Baptist Church. Of course, today is Father's Day. So after this service, we're going to close the doors for the rest of the day. And hope you have a great and blessed Father's Day. Take this time to stay with your family. Get yourself a dance. You going to tell you what. Get yourself a pat on the back, and if you can, get yourself a steak. Amen. Uh, uh, right. Today is not the day for diets. All right.
0: Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> what else is happening, though? No, um, Tomorrow We'll pick back up with our normal services. The office will be open, but just for a short period of time. Uh, and the reason why just a short period of time is because it is a federal holiday. We'll be open for just an hour or so, and we'll close back down. There's no banks open or anything of that nature. So we'll close that down. We'll just be there for a few small, uh, just a few minutes, really an hour, and we'll, we'll go ahead and close the office down from there uh but we will be having experiencing god tomorrow night at six o'clock in room 103 six to seven thirty so we'll continue on with that The reason why we chose to do this because we missed last week due to vacation bible school speaking of vacation bible school i want to tell each and every one of you that worked in bbs and volunteered in VBS, that prayed for bbs that were a part of BBS, sent your kids to be a part of BBS. God bless you. Thank you. We have an amazing turnout. We average 59 children a night in vacation Bible school. Yes, blessed be the name of the Lord. Every one of those pastors were closed. Every one of those teachers came out smiling. Let me tell you, they come in the next day, and I could see them just dragging their feet, and they went out at night, clicking their heels. Amen? It was a blessing. It really was. God did some amazing things here. We have several protections of faith, and God is still working at what Baptist Church. Let me tell you, God's gospel is not old and gone away. It's still saving souls. It's still the power to break. Uh, life back from death it is still what this world needs today and we need to reach out and bring the gospel to our children so that's what bbs is all about it's an amazing thing There's a lot of work to do to follow up on those so begin praying for us in that and god bless you for your support for your prayers for your uh, volunteering and for your hard work in that it. it was Uh, several, several volunteers. I think we had 52, 53 volunteers to work with that, so we really did well. Almost a ratio of one volunteer to to one student was averaging about 59, 58, 59 kids a night. So that was a really, really, really good turnout. We enjoyed every minute of that. Well, there's another couple of things I need to bring out to you. Are you ready for this? Because this is quite a special announcement. We have somebody in our church who's worked very, very, very hard. and I don't usually share things like this. But this is an exceptional achievement. She's worked so hard at this, and she studied so hard, and she has become something very official. She came from another country. She came from a country where there's love and there's peace, but she came here with her husband. And she spent all these years with her husband, loving her husband, and that made her legal enough, if you will. She fell in love with our country. And she said, I want to be a citizen of the United States of America. And she worked so hard. She ended up becoming a naturalized citizen of the United States. Y'all give a big round of applause for Tom Woodcock. That was right. Boy, it's amazing. Well done. That's not an easy thing to do. What I've heard is most American citizens can't even pass that test. You know? (laughs) But she did it. And she did it. She and Woody worked very hard on that. God bless you in that. We're so proud of you. Proud of you both. Another thing I want to say is we have a young lady who's in Arkansas this morning. And she said, I'm watching online, Brother Josh, and you've got to say something to me. Well, hello, Colleen Wilkes. God bless you. We are praying to you. we you get back to Texas truth. It's God's country. Amen? You need to get back and be a part of that. Well, my goodness, what else is happening this week? Of course, as you know, Tuesday, our ladies are no longer having Bible study. They'll pick it back up in August. They're having their women's retreat. And I have a neat little saying they wish to say. safe. So let me get the words correct on this. The women's retreat is the first Saturday in August. The focus will be on our relationships with Christ and each other. You may sign up online or by using the forms in the foyer. More details are available in both places. I hope I got that (laughs) right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So uh, if I was a woman, I'd be going to that, right? Amen. Men's Bible study pick back up this week at 6.30 on Thursdays. We will be having Wednesday night Bible study now that DBS is complete. 6.30 here in the sanctuary. So come and be a part of that. I missed it so very much. I'm excited about that. And we are ready to pick back up our regularly scheduled program after Father's Day. I miss that. And let me tell you, when we go a week without church or uh, even a day without church, I feel like I'm going to pop sometimes, y'all. I really do. Uh, so we do have some scheduled outreaches coming up. Uh, we do have our July 4th outreach coming up. And so here at Barbecue Navvy, we're going to put out the bounce house. We're going to put out the little golf course that we have. We're going to uh, barbecue some hamburgers and hot dogs. Give out some chips some sodas some water. And we're going to invite the community in for our 4th of July outreach. That's going to be from 12 to 4th. we going to be headed up by our brother CB and uh it's a great opportunity to give out gospel facts if you want to do that you're welcome to be a part of that white people of our usually we have a really good turnout from the uh, community we'll put it up on the marquee and they come visit us just to come and go and they stay and play for about an hour and go but we're having another outreach that evening uh of course this now has fireworks here in the city and they do it in the city park so some of us are going to get together Meet around that dark time, around the dusk time, when farmers to go off at City Park, and we're going to give out 400 gospel tracts, 400 bottles of water. If you're interested in that, we could use you and put your work in there. There's already about three or four of us that are committed to be a part of that, and we would love to have you in. The more we have, the more water and tracts we'll give out. Amen? So come and be a part of that as well. And we get to invite them to Robertson Avenue Baptist Church. We're to ask you to consider being a part of that. All right. There is an upcoming Operation Christian Child Workshop, July 15th, 10 to 12 p.m. And, of course, our first Operation Christmas Child Workday coming up around the end of the month on July 21st uh, at 9 to 4. I think that's about it for our announcement. Uh, thank you all so much for that. And you missed uh, uh, the last thing we did last week, including PBS. You missed out on a blessing. You missed Vince prayer breakfast yesterday. You missed out on a blessing. And, of course, uh, you get to do again coming up in July. We'll have another one. Once a month in that. I think that's it for the announcements Have I forgotten anything? Brother Adam, well, thank you very much. Uh, don't forget, today is the day to return your baby bottle boomerang. We've been supporting the baby bottle boomerang for folks right in the scene, uh Just down the road there. And if you took out one of those bottles, bring it back. As soon as you can, you say, "Well, Pastor, I forgot about it. Today. We'll bring it back next week. We'll still turn it in. We'll give you another week to do that. Uh, we have about 12 or 13 of those bottles left over. So if you're interested in getting one, let me know. We can still sign one out to you. Fill it up with loose coins, fill it up with uh, some cash, or put a check in it, however you want to do it. And we'll take that down to Hope Pregnancy Center to help them minister and bring the gospel to ladies who are going through uh, pregnancy there. So please carefully consider being a part of that as well. I think that's it. Unless there's any other announcements. Okay, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And after we pray, we you please rise and welcome one another. Father God, to comes down in Jesus' name. I want to thank you so much for the opportunity to be in your house, Lord. This morning, would you go with us into our time of worship? Would you fill us with your goodness, Lord? Fill us with your spirit. And I pray, Lord God, that today would be the day. Today would be the day. Father, Father God, we let our hearts go. We let our minds go, Lord God, and just put them in your hands. And I just pray, Lord, we start worshiping. And it revival me with we bring for us, Lord. We want to thank you for being the true heavenly Father. We want to give you much thanks and praise. We want to say Happy Father's Day to you. We want to tell you we love you, Lord God. And I pray that we persecute you today. It's also my prayer, Lord, you be with those who are out, those who are out sick. Bless them, let them know their love, and bring them safely back to us, Lord. Let's have a great time here in your house. For course, in the in the holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Y'all please rise and welcome one another.
0: I'll be back in a minute. About it. Oh, he's all that's all uh, right back section 30 minutes comes up Burn it up. Yeah, going to yeah. go oh, I got the phone. Yeah. the I got the baby that here sir one back high battery and that We're <laughs> <laughs> you are going to be I yes. the
1: young man as he <laughs> professes Jesus Christ as the personal Lord and Savior. It's a picture of him going down dead and coming up alive. It's a picture of dying to the law and coming back alive in grace. Understanding what Jesus did for him at the cross. Paying the debt. Paying the fine so that he might be alive in Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in the book of Colossians chapter 2 Verse 12, and we are buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath equipped him, or made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses.
0: He says it's cold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I Eli, because you've appeared in the public, professing Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, so be the biggest just man, I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. people send? Amen. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now I want you to know Eli's sins are not going to be floating around in this bad We're not going to pull the plug and poison the city of Cox Hole and Eli's sins. Now what happened is when he made Jesus the Savior they were wiped out instantly. Amen. They were taken care of right then and there. He's just a picture of what happened already in his heart. So Robert, let's go back to worship.
0: Please
1: stand. We're going to start off. We're going to do the uh, Trading My Sorrows Medley. Trading My Sorrows, Lord, to lift your name on high, and Days of Elijah.
0: Praise Amen. Amen.
1: To bring out. And if you are a father here today, we would like you to stand up. We want to recognize you. When you go ahead and stand up, we want to give thanks to God for you. If you're a dad, stand up. There you go. Come on. Stand up. Because you're here today, because you're standing up. i 70, he thank you. the Hope Pregnancy Center on your behalf half from Ruff's Avenue Baptist Church, five dollars for every dad that's standing up. We'll give the Hope, Pray, and give to Hope Pregnancy Center. God bless you in that. Thank you, thank you for being a dad, and thank you for having the courage to be here. Thank you for being a godly dad and bringing your family to church. Some Dad need two, amen. I'm am right down there. Somebody asked me, Pastor, how come you're not wearing a tie today? Well, I was baptizing today. And the reason why I didn't wear it today, I got two braces. With a smile on my
0: face,
1: boy. Yeah. So when I baptize, when I wear a tie, my tie gets wet. And have you ever seen those cartoons where the guy's walking around with a tie curled up at the bottom, well, that's the way I look. So I didn't wear a tie today, but uh, I do miss it. And they'll be back next Sunday. God bless you, man. And thank you for forgiving me in that. And I'll see you next week with a tie. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to the the book of Romans, chapter 16. how this morning's message is messages, Father's Day. Father's Day. Sure miss it when those kids go out, don't you? Beautiful, beautiful picture there. They are the future of Rock Church. Make sure you pray for those young ones. Make sure you teach them. And make sure you stay involved in their lives. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not, the devil's going to do. Make sure you get involved in that. Romans chapter 16. I have a few verses to read, so I'm going to ask you to read them with me. You can just read them, if you want to, out loud, you can read them in your heart. Let's start here in verse 1. The Bible says, I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church in Centrion. Now, this particular verse has been debated over many, 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 many years, and we're not going to debate it this morning. The reason why is because the word... Servant, there is the Greek word deaconess, which means deacon. And a lot of people say, well, we should have female deacons then. Call that. Well, we'll leave that for another day, all right? Verse 2, that she may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, and assist her in whatever business she has need of you. For indeed she has been a helper of many, and of myself also. Greek Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. Who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Greet my beloved Epineus, who is the first fruits of Acadia in Christ. Greet Mary, who labored much for us. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Stachys, my beloved. Greet Apelles, approved in Christ. Greet those who are in the household of Aristomolus. Greet Herodion, my countrymen. Greet those who are the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tripem- Triphenus, who have labored in the Lord. Greet the beloved Persis, who labored much in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Greet Ancentritus, Legam, Hermas. Patrovus, Hermes, and the brethren who are with them. Greet Pylogus and Julia and Elias and his sister and Olympus and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Shall we? Father, come to you now in your holy and righteous name and as we look into your word. Lord, would you speak to us? Your word, Lord, is quick and it's powerful. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray right now that would cut down into our hearts, cut into our lives. This is a discerner of our thoughts, Lord. And I pray that you would speak to us as only you can. That if there be anyone that needs to come to know you as personal Lord and Savior, anyone needs to get their heart right with you, would you let today be that day? Bless us, Lord God, and let your name be glorified. Edify us, equip us, encourage us, as only you can. it's in Jesus' great mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Thank God we live in Texas and we don't do that. Somebody say amen. Trying to kiss the pastor on the cheek. Well, <laughs> especially out the mouth. Now, back in those days, I want you to understand something. In those days, that was a sign of Christian love. And it was accepted. Not only accepted, but it was expected. Only Christians did that. They greeted one another with a holy kiss. There was nothing sexual about it. It was a holy kiss. And that's what it was meant to be. And Thirty years in the ministry, I can't tell you how many times I've been met at the door of the sanctuary and kissed on the cheek, kissed on the forehead, kissed on the nose. I won't let you kiss me on the mouth, though so somebody say amen. amen. Kissed way you can possibly imagine. It was a holy kiss. And God bless those people who have that kind of love. And I'm here to tell you right now we need that kind of love back in God's churches today. Somebody say Amen. amen. We need that kind of love. In fact, I believe it's been about two thousand years since the world has taken a look a look at the church and said, Behold how they love one another. We need that back. Well, this morning we're focusing in on verse thirteen, so I want you to take a look at me in verse thirteen as Paul gave this big list of all these uh, brethren and some of these sisters to greet. Well, there's one here I find amazing. One particular gentleman that I want to bring out to you. Look at me in verse 13. The Bible says "Greet and Rufus chosen in the Lord and his mama and oh mine. Let's go to the Lord in prayer once more time. Fathers, we look at your word. Speak to us. I pray that fathers would be touched today. And I pray, Lord God, that each and every father who doesn't know you would come tonight. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Who is Rufus? In fact, I went ahead and gave you that verse in Greek this morning. Rufon ton eklepton and Kirion Kai tinu. And I'll translate that for you. you. Say hello. That's how I would put it in Texas. say howdy it. Great Rufus was called one. Or the chosen one. Ton e In the Lord. In Kiyo. kai king And his mother. Altun kai imu. And mine. And my mother. He's not saying my mom is with Rufus. What he's saying is I'm calling Rufus' mom my mom. Of the amazing family. Who is Rufus? Well, Rufus literally means red. Red, you ever met somebody you called Red? That's a common nickname nowadays. We usually do it at work, don't we? My big brother, God bless his heart, was red-headed. Guess right, he was a ginger, y'all. And on top of that, everywhere he went, he had that red complexion about him. And so he got the nickname from day one of Big Red everywhere he went. Hey, it's Big Red. So uh, years and years go by, and I ended up taking a job at the prison system with him in between churches, trying to support my family, and immediately the nickname was given to me as my big brother's little brother of Little Red. Oh, I hated that
0: name.
1: (laughs) Rufus literally means red. It doesn't mean red, and it's usually a name that was reserved for slaves, much like red is usually a name given for co-workers. You have anybody you work with, you call them by nickname. You might have a text that works with you and you don't really know his real name. The real name might be Bob or Sam, but you just call him text because he has an accent. Red was a name usually reserved for slaves. Rufus. It was somebody that you didn't really want to know personally. Rufus. Much about rufus here we don't know that much about him at all except this the name rufus is only used twice just once in the new testament that's it just once rufus rare. i'm not talking about the color red that's used a couple of times but rufus as a name is only used twice in fact it's very rare it's rare have you ever met somebody named rufus and so some of you might say amen i have some of you might say i've never met somebody named rufus and the reason why is it's a very rare name and I really don't blame them for not naming anybody Rufus because it sounds like the name you'd give a dog, doesn't it? here, no Rufus? It sounds like that. It sounds like rover or something, doesn't it? It does. It sounds like something that we just can't really hold on to. Rufus. Something we don't really want to remember. Red. Hey Red, back up met dogs named Red more of a nickname than it is a real name. (laughs) Rufus! It was somewhat rare even in Paul's days, even as it is today. And that's why we only find it twice in the New Testament. However, though, some scholars believe that both occurrences of Rufus in our New Testament are concerning the same God. And you can probably say, Pastor, do you believe that? Actually, I do. But, I'll be honest with you, we don't know for certain. We don't know. And one of these days, when I get up to heaven, people say, I want to ask Jesus about it. No, I'm not. When I get up to heaven, I'm going to be focused on worshiping Jesus Christ. That's all. Amen. I don't really care about anything else. I made it there. He took me. He brought me by the grace of God and nothing else matters. Well, a lot of scholars, in fact, I'd say almost a majority of them believe the both occurrences of Rufus are concerning the same God. But the truth is, we don't really know. So let's begin with what we do, know about Rufus. Look again with me in verse 13. Greek Rufus, chosen in the Lord. Remember that Greek word? Eclepton. Chosen in the Lord. And his mother? Hand says the Apostle Paul. So Paul says, Rufus is chosen in the Lord. Eklekton. He's chosen in the Lord. Now think about that for a second. And I don't want you to go down the road, the very dangerous road of, well, we have those that are uh, elected and those that are chosen and those that are predestined. Don't go down that road. This is a title that's given to Rufus for a reason. Because something amazing happened to Rufus. It's a picture of something that happened in his life that shows him as highly Favor, something that shows him as somebody who's been blessed and somebody who should know the Lord to full extent. That's what that Greek word on, is all about right there. Elected, called. In fact, my Bible, my old King James translates called by the Lord. It means elected or chosen. Elected or chosen is what it really means. It's evident that Rufus had some kind of experience with God. Something that would make the Apostle Paul look at him like he was chosen. In fact, that's how he describes them to the list of believers, to the church of Rome. He says, when you come across Rufus, you're going to know who Rufus is. He's eclecton. He's chosen. He's been called. He's been elected. Something amazing happened to Rufus, and it changed his life. Let me tell you something. That's the way every Christian should be. Somebody say Amen. amen. Yeah. When you meet Jesus Christ, people are going to look at you and say, "What changed you? What is different about you?" Whatever it was, it was something that most of the early Christians knew about, because Paul doesn't describe it in Romans 16. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to say. Remember that time? No, no. They knew who Rufus was. They knew what Paul was talking about. He's a collector. He's called. He's chosen He's elected He's something special It's evident And don't forget We're talking about fathers Day here This morning So why right then Are we looking at a guy In Romans 16 Who Paul says By the way Greet his mom Because she might as well be my mom as well Paul loves her so much that he refers to her as my mom my mom, Rufus's mom, is my mom. You ever had one of those friendships where your friend's mom has become your mom as well? But like this, I mean, in The Baptist Church. You have it, and I'm telling you right now, you haven't been living in Texas very long. You need to get that kind of friendship, you know, where you come in and it's almost a second mom. Mom, Mom. In fact, I had friends who used to come to my house and they called my mom, Mom. I had a man who now still lives and still, I remember when my mom died, he cried like a baby because he lived in my house, he wore my clothes, and he called my mother, Mom. You ever had one of those friends whose mom just became a mom to you? I bet some of you have. Well, that's what Paul's referring to here. Rufus's mom is like my mom. Greet Rufus' mom (laughs) and my mom. It's not a, my mom's with them. It's greet Rufus' mom. And by the way, she's just like my mom. So when you're greeting her, you're greeting my mom as well. So Rufus was chosen and he had a wonderful mom. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? But he had a name for a slave. Rufus. Listen now. Rufus had a name for a slave and a mom that Paul was envious of a mom that Paul envied and was called chosen in the Lord now think about that for a second Rufus had a name for a slave and a mom that Paul was envious over a mom that Paul says makes you a called chosen person in the Lord Well, how do you go from Rufus chosen how do you go from Rufus to elected How do you go from Rufus to that's an amazing guy? Yeah. That mom must have been a sweetheart. Can somebody say amen? Amen. She must have been one of those moms that the neighborhood kids knew when I was hungry, I could go to Rufus' mom. We don't even know her name. You know why? Because all they needed was Rufus' mom. Like this. That was the door you could knock on day or night, and it would open for you. When she would say, who's there?" You'd say, Paul. She'd open the door. You'd knock on the door, you'd say, Joshua. She'd open the door. She was that kind of sweet woman. You said, Mrs. Ruthless's mom, I'm hungry. You got your belly full. She was a wonderful woman. Could you imagine showing up with a scrape on your elbow and a tear in your eye? I bet you got a band-aid and a kiss on your arm. She was a sweetie. Yeah, Rufus had a sweet mom, but there has to be something else. There has to be something that would make Paul say, Rufus is chosen. There's got to be something else. Now, sweet and loving moms are great, but you and I both know that it takes two to raise a child in the way you should go. It takes a mom and it takes a dad. Properly prepare a young man to be called chosen. Yes. It takes a mama and a daddy to do that. Now we can take a look at Rufus's mom all day. She's so sweet. She's so kind. She's so loving. She's so godly. that Paul would say, call her my mom as well. When I'm hurting, I'm the Apostle Paul. When I'm hurting, when I'm in prison, when I don't have anywhere else to go, Rufus' mom holds me, listens to me, lets me cry on her shoulder. What a wonderful moment she must have been. Amen. But what kind of dad do you think Rufus has? We don't have his name here. We don't have his name. As I said before, it takes a mom and a dad to raise a young man to be called Chosen. You ever heard that old saying before? It takes a village to raise. No, it doesn't. It takes a mom, it takes a dad, yeah. and it takes a commitment to Jesus Christ to raise yeah. your children. Yeah.
0: Right. It's not the
1: football coach's job, it's not the Boy Scout leader's job, it's not the church's job, it's your job, mom and dad. That's right, it's not the Army's job, even though that's what we do nowadays. I can't wait till you're 18, I'm getting you enlisted and out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You're going to be a Marine right now. The Marine Corps is making a man out of him. You were supposed to make a man out of him. Amen. You were. So what kind of dad do you think Rufus had? So Paul would look at him. He has a name like a slave and say, That boy right there is chosen. That boy is called. That boy is special. So special that when we greet him, we're going to call him the elected one in the Lord. What do you think? Well, we can take a look a little bit about what godly dads do. We can take a look about how they're supposed to be. a You know it quite well. You hear it every Father's Day. You hear those kind of special sermons. Ephesians 6, 1-4. You know it quite well. The Bible tells us, Children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. And let me tell you, that's an easy sermon to preach. It's easy to look at teenagers today and say, Obey your mom and dad. But you know what's a hard sermon to preach? To look at your mom and dad and say, Follow the Lord. We're supposed to obey our parents in the Lord, for this is right, says Paul. This will look at verse 2. Honor your father and mother, the Apostle Paul quotes the fifth commandment, which is the first commandment with promise. That's right, it's the first one that has a promise. What's the promise? That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. That doesn't mean that you'll live long like Methuselah. It means that your days will be full and blessed. Verse 4 And your fathers, this is the one for us this morning, do not provoke your children to wrath of bring them up the training and admonition of the Lord. Can I tell you a little secret, Dad? Your kid's name is not idiot. Your kid's name is not moron. Your kid's name is not dummy. Your kid's name is not slave. His name is called. His name is elected. His name is child of God. His name is special. His name is a blessing to you and your family. Amen. Exceptional dads raising their children in the training of the Lord. If you're going to be a real dad, like I said, you've heard the sermons before. I think each and every one of you, me preaching right now about Father's Day in the year 2023, really and honestly is like preaching to the choir. We all know how to do it. We train a child up in the way he should go. We spare the rod, we spoil the child. He know them quite well. How do we be good, godly dads? And I want to point out something. What kind of dad must Rufus have had? Exceptional dads bring their children in the training of the Lord. You know Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And some of us, God bless us, we're still holding on to that promise. God, bring that wayward boy home. Bring that hard headed kid back. Don't let her stray too far, Lord, because I believe in your word. Amen. Yeah. Some of us need to really believe in Proverbs 13, 24, because today's kids don't believe in it. He who spares his rod hates his son. Can I tell you a little secret? If you love your kid, you're going to discipline them.
0: Right. You're going to
1: teach them what's right and what's wrong, and you're going to teach them that there are healthy boundaries, and you're going to teach them that there are things they cannot cross. No matter how much they cross, no matter how much they want, no matter how, want, no matter how left out they feel, there are things they cannot do. And when they do it, they get the rod. Begin mm-hmm. with me in Proverbs 13, 24. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him. Promptly, not six months later, not tomorrow, not the next day, right then, right there, right now. And let me tell you, right now, if more mom and dad put a little spanking on the kids in Walmart, we'd have a lot less spanking in at Walmart today. We'd have a lot more decently dressed people. Have you been shopping at Walmart lately?
0: No.
1: People have grown into teenagers and they still are undisciplined. And they say, I don't feel like wearing clothes anymore. God helped the United States of America and God helped his churches to start preaching truth again. Now, what kind of dad must have Rufus had? To have a sweet wife like that? He must have been an amazing man. People often look at my wife and say, you've got to be the most blessed man in the world, Josh. So let me tell you something, I am. I am. The Most blessed man in the world. See, Rufus' dad must have gave love and happiness to his wife. He must have given love and happiness to his children. He must have protected them. He must have provided for them. He must have instructed them. And he must have guided them. Sounds like a good, godly dad. Somebody say amen. amen. That's what dads do. As a dad, let me tell you something right now. This is coming off the top of my head. You are the priest of your family. You need to listen to me. That means you, dad, are the one who prays for your family. Not pastor, not your deacon, not the church family. Oh, yeah, you can give them to pray with you, but you're the one who needs to be praying for them. You're the priest of your family. On top of that, you're the prophet of your family. What does that mean? Does that mean that you get some future revelation for God? No, no, As a prophet, you are the spokesman for God for your family. And that means you're the one responsible for saying, that's not allowed in my house. Demons aren't allowed in my house. Witchcraft isn't allowed in my house. Sin isn't allowed in my house because I'm the prophet of my family. We're the priest and we're the prophet. You know who else you are? You're the protector and you're the provider. As a dad, you protect your family. I'm telling you, that's the easiest part. Most dads will come alive real quick when somebody threatens their family. But nowadays, when it comes to providing, dads are like, you me. I'm going to find some other way to do it. I want the benefits of being married. I don't want the work that goes in it. Let's see what kind of man Rufus' dad was. Because there's only two mentions of the name Rufus in the Bible. And, like I said, a lot of scholars believe they're the same guy. I happen to agree. Look at me in Mark 15. Let's take a look at verses 16 and 21. Now let's find out a little bit about Rufus. What kind of dad he must have. Because now we're switching gears from being a godly dad to now someone being a young man who got to witness what his dad did. Something that left an impact on him Forever, And I want you to know something right now, Dad. What you say to your kids right now, they will remember forever. What you do in front of your kids will leave a lasting impression on their mind forever. If you lie and cheat in front of your kids, they will lie and cheat. If you steal, they will steal. If you are mean to your wife, they will be mean to their wife. If you're an adulterer, they will be an adulterer. If you're an alcoholic, they are going to mimic you. Are you understanding me? Yes, we get a picture of this good, godly man we don't know much about. I want you to look at me in Mark 15, verse 16 as we look now at Jesus Christ on the way to Golgotha, on the way to Calvary. Look at me in verse 16. Then the soldiers... Those Roman soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole garrison. They called together all the Roman soldiers that were garrisoned there, and they began to make fun of Jesus. They began to mock him. They began to spit upon him. Look at me in verse 17. They clothed him with purple. They twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and began to salute him, saying, Hail, King of Jews. And they struck him on the head with a reed, spat on him, bowing the knee, they worshipped him. Now, this isn't worshiping in a good way, this is worshiping in a mocking way. In verse 20, when they had mocked him, they took the purple off of him, put on his own clothes, and let him out to crucify him. Verse 21, they compelled a certain man. A certain man. And I've often wondered why that phrase is there. A certain man, and I believe that certain man is the father of Rufus. I believe that certain man, the father of another young man named Alexander, and he's certain because it was in the will of God that he would be there. It was in the will of God that he was in that crowd watching the Lamb of God make that final crawl up to Calvary to make that final push to where he would give his life as a sacrifice on the cross. They compelled a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus. As he was coming out of his country and passing by. To bear his cross. Simon of Cyrene. We don't know all that much about him either. We know where Cyrene is. It's in Africa. We know a little bit about him. We know, one, that he's there at the temple. What's happening at the temple? Well, you know what's happening at the temple. Because you're a student of the Bible. So you know it's Passover time. And you know that he and his boys are there to celebrate Passover. So that gives us our first look into what kind of man Simon is. And if we're going to be good godly dads, it's Father's Day, then we need to start being men like Simon and And he took his family to church. Are you hearing me this morning? He took his boy well, church, it didn't matter if mom was with him or not. He took his boys to church. He said, I'm gonna be a godly man, and I'm taking my kids to church no matter what happens, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter how angry you are, we're gonna be in church. Yeah. We gotta get my that again, Dad. We gotta take our boys back to church. You want God in your family? Then you need to put God in the lives of your boys. Ham yeah. Simon took his boys to church. Father of Alexander and Rufus, the Bible tells us. And I've often wondered, why does that matter? Why do we need that in there? Why do we need to know his two boys were named Alexander and Rufus? Let me tell you why. Because the first Christians knew who Alexander and Rufus were. As they said said, Romans chapter 16. They knew who he was. Something amazing happened. Can you imagine being Alexander and Rufus that day? As you watched, as you went in to sacrifice you're a lamb, and you've got to behold the lamb. And on top of that, they call out of all people your dad to say, "Pick up that cross and follow." Come on to go gospel. Could you imagine that? So why were Simon and his sons dead? Well, number one, they went to church. If we're going to be those dumpy dads, we need to start getting our families back to church. Number two, I'm going quickly now, so I want to let you out. I want to beat the Methodist to Taco Bell. <laughs> I got the applause on
0: that.
1: <laughs> Why Simon there? He went to church no matter what was happening in the world. He knew the world was falling apart. He knew that the government couldn't be trusted. He knew that church people were corrupt. Let me tell you, in his time, the high priests were corrupt as a politician today. You couldn't trust him no more than you could trust a Republican, a Democrat, an independent. The moment somebody becomes a politician, they become a lawyer can't believe him anymore
0: yet yeah.
1: Rufus's dad simon cyrene still took his family to church god bless simon he laid down that number one instruction church is important church is all important and let me tell you what the bible says about church the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews 10, verse 25, that we're not supposed to forsake the assembling together of ourselves because we see the day approaching even nearer and nearer and nearer and nearer. I know there's hypocrites in church. I know people who make church unbearable. Could you imagine being in the crowd that morning? The Simon still brought his boys to church. You know what else he did? They brought the cross to Simon and said, carry it. Simon was not afraid to let his boys get close to Jesus. That's where you need to be too. Not only do you bring your family to church, don't be afraid to let your children get close to Jesus. Because I'm telling you right now, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and there's no other way unto the Father but through Him.
0: Not a one.
1: Get your boys close to Jesus. Be the kind of man that can pick up the cross and follow. Are you hearing me, Dad? Not afraid to let his family see who God is, because I'm telling you, God is the light, God is the answer, God is the truth we've been looking for. He's the reason why we're falling apart in our country today because we walked away from Him and His righteousness. And if we will turn around, the Bible tells us, if we will repent, we are called by His name. Repent, call upon Him. He will heal our
0: mess. We need to do that again.
1: How do they do it? Well, number one, when dads start getting back to church, number two, when Dad start bringing their kids, close to Jesus. That's right.
0: yeah.
1: And number three, they compelled Simon to carry the cross. They compelled Simon to carry the cross. Their the boys. Got to see that. Mrs. sweet, Rufus's mom, Simon, Cyrene, they got to see that. So those Roman soldiers walked up and compelled him, pick up his cross. And ask you a question, Dad? When's the last time you picked up your cross? When's the last time you have decided to die yourself and follow after Jesus? Because good, godly dads do. If you're going to raise a Rufus, then you've got, you've got to, you got to start picking up your cross and following after Him. You've got to give your heart back to Jesus, and you've got to be the Father God has called you to be, and God's called you to bring your children close to Jesus and to show them that real Christians pick up. no matter what's going on in the world today. We have a purpose. We have a job. And all we have to do is get the cross and follow after him. And he'll take us where we need to be. I know Calvary seems scary. I know Bogota seems scary. But let me tell you, when you get there, it's life everlasting. Real dads pick up their crosses. Real dads follow after Jesus. You know, when I was growing up, it was common for us to compare our dads. I wonder if they still do that. I don't think they do that anymore.
0: But when I was growing
1: up, it was common to compare your dad. What did your dad do? My dad's in the army. That automatically made him a hero. Praise God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hallelujah, thank God for our United States Armed Forces and all that serve in them. And let me tell you, you get prayed for was in Avenue Baptist Church, we pray for the Army, we pray for the Air Force, we pray for the Marines, the Coast Guard, and we even pray for the Navy. Somebody say amen. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we pray for
0: them
1: all. us? there's no greater country in this world, in the United States of America, there's no greater military than the United States Armed Forces. And somewhere down the line, no, we've decided to walk away from God. But if we're going to be that good, godly people God's called us to be, we got to get back into church. We got to get back and pick up our cross, and we got to start bringing our families with us. We got to start being Simon's and me. We got to start being what God has called us to be: good, godly dads. Amen. But do you remember comparing your dads? I do. I remember that my dad served in the U.S. Army. and I'm so proud of him. He is my American hero. Served five and a half tours in Vietnam. Served in Grenada. Served in Panama. Served in the riots in Detroit in the 60s. My father did four theaters of combat. Over 400 jumps. He's a jump master in the Jump Parachute Hall of Fame at Fort Bragg. He is my American hero. I remember comparing my dad to other kids' dads. My dad wasn't an officer. He was just a simple sergeant. First sergeant, master sergeant, as high as he made be, he ate. And I was full proud of him. He was something to me. Amazing to me, amazing man. I remember the day I got married, you know the advice he gave me? I was outside, we lived in the country I was outside, and I was getting ready. And he came up to me, and he took me by my arm and he said, Josh, listen to me, son. This is the only thing you need to know. You know how to love your wife. You know how to be a good man. You know how to be a, a dad already. He said, but I'm going to tell you how to be a good husband. I said, how do I be a good husband? He said, son, no matter what your wife says, pay your bills. Why are you <laughs> <laughs> so are looking at me like a calf at a new date. <laughs> That's right, dads. Dad to be responsible. Dads are supposed to make sure their families are truthful. Dads are supposed to make sure that when we take a commitment out, we pay for it. Somebody say amen. amen. He said, son, pay your bills. We're not supposed to be old any man the Bible tells us. That was the advice my dad gave me. I remember comparing him when I was younger to other people's dads. We had police officers, we had firefighters, we had air we have pilots, we have mechanics, We've got all kinds of things out there, and all of them are good jobs, and good people. They were all good men making this country roll. Without them, this country will not roll. But could you imagine comparing your dad to Rufus's dad? Now I love my dad, and I'm going to use him as the example. But I can imagine what it'd be like if I was a young man and I went up to Rufus and I said. My dad was a master sergeant. He was an E8. My dad has medal after medal after medal. My dad is an American hero. And I'd be so proud. But I wonder what Rufus would say. You know what he would say? My dad. My dad carried the cross. Could your child say that about you? Can he say it right now? My dad. Carries the cross.
0: My dad
1: is a believer. My dad is not just a believer. He's obedient and he carries the cross. And because of that, I went from ruthless as just a slave to being chosen in the Lord. Because I got to look at him when he came back from carrying that cross. And I saw my dad change from somebody who believed in legalism to somebody who experienced wrath. give a gun. Thank God for dads who still
0: carry the cross. Can you say that this morning?
1: Can your children say that about you? Or are you going to say, well, my dad doesn't carry the cross. My dad carries, well, my dad carries a grudge. My dad carries anger. My dad carries resentment. Your dad is the cross. You know what The Bible tells us Says, if you will come after me, deny yourself daily, pick up your cross, follow after me. Would you be willing to do that this morning? That's your question. Perhaps, Dad, you're not a Christian. Would you be willing to come and give your heart to Jesus this morning? You say, Pastor, I don't know how to do that. I want to share with you how to do that. I want to introduce you to Jesus. I want to see you grow. I want to see you become a Christian. I want to see you pick up the cross and follow after. And I want to see little Alexander and little Rufus coming with you. People ask me all the time, what happened to Alexander then, Pastor? We don't know. We don't know, but I can tell you this from what I know about Simon and Cyrene. No matter what happened, Simon never stopped praying for Alexander. Simon never stopped praying for Alexander. He never stopped carrying that cross. Some of us talk about PTSD, and we talk about going to war, and we never stopped fighting the war. Simon never stopped carrying the cross. Wherever he went, the cross of Calvary was right there with him, remembering the price that Jesus paid for our salvation, remembering what God did for us so that we might be right with him, remembering that God made him who knew no sins to become sin. Should not perish but have everlasting life. He picked up the cross. Would you do that this morning? A pastor said, Pastor, I am a Christian. Somewhere down the line I kind of tossed across the side. What I picked up was a 40-ounce bottle. What I picked up was a needle. What I picked up was pornography. What I picked up was a grudge. I'm mad at my wife all the time, and I'm mad at my kids all the time. I need to be mad at somebody. No, you don't. You need the cross. Would you be willing to come this morning? I have to say, Pastor, I am a Christian and I am right with God but I need to be in a fellowship. Would you be willing to come? Be a part of what God is doing in Russia. Whatever the case is, we're going to have a word of prayer be spoken to you. We're going to ask you to humble yourself and come this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name on this Father's Day. And I pray, Lord God, you take charge right now. If there be anyone who needs to come to know you, or anyone who needs to get their heart right with you, or anyone who needs to be a part of what's happening would you, let today be that day. We give you the praise, the honor, and glory. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Would you come as we sing a song? Lord I'm, coming home. Lord, I'm coming home. What an appropriate song. Would you come this morning? Come on. Pick up your cross and follow me. Trust. the whole pregnancy in the name of Dad and Robertson Avenue Baptist Church. Thank you for that. Uh, in the meantime, I want to wish each and every one of you a very happy, very blessed, and very safe Dad's Day. Don't forget to love your children and children, don't forget to honor your dad. That is actually written in the Bible. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Next time you can give us some lip, say honor your father. <laughs> All right. Let's close in that word of prayer. There's no evening services tonight. We'll pick back up tomorrow. The office will be open for a very short period of time, but then closed. And then, uh, experience of God will meet tomorrow night, and we'll pick up our regular services on Wednesday. So let's close in that word of prayer. I'm going to ask Brother CB, will you close this prayer, kind of, service? Father God, we thank you for this glorious day. And, Father God, I especially thank all the fathers that are here today, Father God. And we ask you to lay a special blessing on each and every one of them. And Father when we go home to our to our families I ask that you you get us there safely and let the fathers have a joyous day today and bring us back to church the next time in Jesus I, in
0: Jesus name I pray amen, amen.